the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. get started tragically 15 people shot in chicago in two days splendid splendid behold the democrat utopia and it explains so much of their policies of incompetence cowardice lies and cheats and that's uh really going to lead us very very smoothly into our segment of you paid the ransom you came in you said the the, the united states government the full force of the government was going to get involved and restore the pipeline. You were going to restore. It was going to be great. Then you announced that, okay, it looks like it's turned back on and things are going to get better. And now we find out you paid the blackmailers. That's your big score, your big win, your victory, the Biden administration. And then when he's asked about it, this doddering dimwit, now I know he was in a hurry, probably felt a little moisture, had to get the diaper changed. Can you breathe on the fact that the company did pay the ransom? I have no comment on that. Thank you. And that's there's no follow-up. You have no comment on that, knowing full well that they paid it probably at your direction. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if in a few days we find out we actually paid it. We gave it to the oil company to give to them because that's how Democrats solve problems. They cover them up. This whole damn thing we're living through is Democrats covering their own Durbins. That's all it is. That's what we're really witnessing today. And when they when you find out it, 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 they can't they have to be vague when they break a story. John, I can confirm that Colonial Pipeline did, in fact, pay a ransom. This, according to a source familiar with the situation, Colonial Pipeline uh, paying a ransom to the criminal hackers who shut down their systems last week. Now, this source familiar with the situation, not telling me how much Colonial Pipeline paid or when that payment specifically was made. There's some reporting out there from other outlets uh, in conflicting directions on the date of this payment. Uh, One outlet reporting that happened on Friday, another outlet reporting that that happened on Monday. Other outlets are... You think this is a a story about how evil other countries are and about how bad uh, uh, Russians are, whatever BS Gulf of Tonkin story they come up with to lie to the American people? To me, this is prima facie evidence of how weak the American government is. What do you think would have happened if Trump was the president? You remember when Trump was the president. Tweets were mean. They were vulgar. They were crass. Gas was a was $1.78 this time last year. $1.78 this time last year. So now let's say that uh, we buy their, their story and that it's uh, Russians that did it. Do you think that Trump would have paid the $5 million or that SEAL Team 7 would have kicked in the door and murdered the, the, the blackmailing scum, if that's the story? This is the difference between weak and worthless versus efficient. This is, this is what it looks like. This is what weak and worthless looks like. And then this doddering old embarrassment facade of a man, the flaccid fascist comes out and threatens gas stations now here's what drives the driver uh, in the states that are affected here's what you can do the drivers don't now listen just that's that's the opening remove him he's he can't do anything he can't get out of a room this is the president of the united states i mean i I almost want to hear it again now Here's what drives the driver uh, in the states 
that are affected, here's what you can do, the drivers. Don't panic, number one. Do not get more gas than you need in the next few days. No. And I also want to say something to the gas stations. Do not, I repeat, do not try to take advantage of consumers during this time. Why weren't you saying that to the, the blackmailing scum? Where was your, your courage then? You're a real strong man. He's delusional. And he's hopped up on that phantom myth of old man strength. This buffoon couldn't find his Durbin with two hands. It's an embarrassment. And he should be removed immediately. Let's get the nooner in there. Let's get this party started. And let's get off to the real fascism that they're kind of just dancing around right now. That's not who we are. No. We do not believe, I emphasize, we do not believe the Russian government was involved in this attack. But we do have strong reason to believe that the criminals who did the attack are living in Russia. What a moron. What an absolute moron and what a cover story this is. Is there a person that believes this? Is there a person that believes this? I think that I would I would start looking at Ilian Omar's office. I would surveil that network uh, uh, history, and then I would go from there. I mean, this is preposterous, and now they're going to come up with this story and once again try to blindfold you with the flag. Russia, Russia, Russia. And in the meantime, what did he do? Pay it, and then threaten gas stations. How dare you? How dare you build in your, your profit percentage of what? 1%? Don't you gouge anybody. And as for you consumers out there, you don't take more than you need. No, no, no. You take the bare minimum just to get by because that's what life looks like when these Marxist frauds run things. The bare minimum. You better get used to this. Just trace, just, just take out gas and put in there anything that matters because it's going to be food. It's going to be the size of your housing. It's going to be your savings account. It's going to be your stock portfolio. Just the bare minimum because that's what a Biden administration is trying to accomplish. Just the bare minimum because when Democrats are in charge, you don't thrive. You survive. That's where it came from. We're from Russia. My administration is continuing uh, to safeguard our critical infrastructure, the majority of which is privately owned and managed, like Colonial Pipeline. Private entities are in charge of their own cybersecurity. And we need, and we have to, we know, we know what they need. Their own cybersecurity, this is interesting. But that wasn't what you were saying last week. You said the government was going to come in and do everything possible to get this up because you understood the importance of this. In fact, you understood the importance of this so much that people in your own clueless, corrupt administration had to admit that the pipelines are far better at transporting the lifeblood of existence itself. That crude that they all hate, that dark, dirty, oily crude, the one that keeps you warm at night, keeps you cool in the summer. The one that lights the, turns on the little lights, you know, the holes. That electric just doesn't pop up. It doesn't really work on solar or wind. It doesn't work. They're running the long con, and now they're caught, and now you see what they really are. Incompetent cowards, failures, who when they're shaken down are looking for excuses to demonize nations rather than the failures of their own administration, their own incompetence. Are you confident that Putin was not involved? I am confident that I read the report of the FBI accurately. And they say they were not. He was not. The government was not. Yeah, the FBI better stick to script writing because that's all they're good for is making movies. They're not really good when it comes to functioning as a federal bureau of investigation. Update everyone on if they the were, ransom. If they were, the entire party, the upper echelon of the Democrat Party would be in prison. The FBI used to prosecute communists. Now they elect them and support them. Update everyone on the ransomware cyber attack that impacted. Uh, shut up. I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to put you people through it. I just want to know, is there anybody out there that believes this story? Or is this all you have to say to divert attention from actual Democrat and Republican failure is just say Russian. Russian, 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 Russia, 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 Putin. Is that all you have to say before people start to look? Who's really benefiting from this? And what agenda is this? The timing is absolutely perfect. What is the agenda? 
I don't know. It sounds a lot like that Green New Deal paradise they're all talking about. 312-642-5600. Is there a one of you that believes this is Russia? Because to me, the lead suspect is a Democrat, and I would say probably a congressman, but I'm not ruling out the Senate. I'll be back to take your calls after this. I mean, it's just when you look at the at these um, various websites and you see the headlines, IDF air and ground troops attacking in the Gaza. You see the Middle East war is back. The economic collapse and failure, inflation, devaluing of our own currency, trying to hide it and lie about it is back. The overall incompetence over everything that politics touch is back in full of force. And I'm not saying that Donald Trump was a deity or the best for everything, but I will say this. There was not a conflict in the Middle East during his term. Aside from the ones he inherited, which he made better, not worse. Gas was $1.78 this year. The economy, the unemployment, everything was much better. Right up until Fauci virus was, was released. Right up until then. All right, let's go to Chip in St. Charles. Hey, so, uh, they uh, they paid off the um, pipeline hackers because uh, the Democrats want to hire them for the next election. I see. And uh, yeah. th- there's all kinds of ways to mess with elections, and you might as well get these guys on their side. And they got to pay them off with taxpayer money, mm-hmm. so it made it even sweeter. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of these notable protesting organizations that were protesting the Keystone XL pipeline that hacked it. Why all of a sudden are we to believe this whole thing that it was it was Russians? But now it's not actually Russia, the government. It's just people that live in Russia. I mean, listen, we're looking at an 80 year old dementia ridden patient as the president of the United States. So to to think that the Democrat Party isn't gullible, I uh, pose you President A. Ta-da. Thank you very much, Chip, for the call. I appreciate it. Mike in Lakeview. Sean, the sky's not falling. The sun is shining. Uh-huh. We've got no mask things from CDC today. You're, what do you think it is? All of a sudden, this came out of nowhere. It's a diversion from the pipeline. It's a diversion from the hackers. It's a diversion from gas prices. It's a diversion from Israel. It's a bunch of bull crap. Uh-huh. And how do they know the Chinese didn't do it? Well, that's the next suspect. That's either going to be one of the two. They only have two good excuses, and you're jumping segments on me. We're going to cover that one next. Mike in Plano. Hey, Sean. I know you're well aware of the incompetence and the delusions of grandeur involving Democrats and infrastructure projects. Well, I was listening to a local sports gaming show a few weeks ago, and they had a guy on there that's an advocate for more sports gaming in Illinois. He's basically a Democrat gambling degenerate. And he was saying, oh, if Pritzker lightens up on the restrictions, we could be the next Nevada. We can finally raise more money for the state government to get those roads fixed and those bridges fixed. Oh, yeah. And I was like, how, how many times have we heard that line from Democrats? It started with the temporary tolls, and now they're looking to pay for more infrastructure with gaming and pot money. And now, you one, know and- as well as I do. You know as well as I do, Sean, that they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Once they squander that, there's nowhere else to go. And the other thing you should remind people, Mike, is that the people that gamble in Las Vegas are not putting their EBT slash link card in the machine. They're not they're not gambling with government welfare and calling it a victory. This is the government literally, literally trying to exist on welfare money that people are putting back into the system and they're calling it. A progress. I mean, it is preposterous, but this is the economic plan of the Soviet. This is the economic plan of the Marxist. They think that government borrowing money, creating debt, giving it to select people is actually good for the economy, when the reality is really quite the opposite. It is it is horrific for the economy because now you have inter you have tainted the private economy, the actual growth of private money. It is not the same. It is not a zero-sum game. This is a problem with when you skip Econ 101. There is no such thing. It is it, That is a lie to think that it is a zero-sum game and all private money comes because federal governments print it. It's not true. It's because of the velocity of money in the private sector. That is the beauty of capitalism. It tells you where it is actually succeeding. It also tells you where it's failing. Yet for a hundred years, the United States government has propped up the failure at the expense of the citizen. It is the exact wrong thing to do. And yet we keep electing these idiots. 
and you've got a guy in here, you know, when you really think about it, why else wouldn't the advice of the Joe Biden administration be to pay off the ransomware? Of course, that's all they know. They never had to operate anything. Joe Biden never had to scratch his plugs and say, how am I going to pay the rent this month? Never, never. We have a bunch of people that make up our government that have no idea what it's like to be in business, yet they have the absolute control levers of business and the economy. You're going to find out in the future. I, you know, I like to make predictions. I, I, I have no problem doing that. You will find out in the future, in the very near future, the United States government guaranteed this payment and, and, and leaned on the company to pay it. That's what Democrats do. They cover up their lies and their frauds. Tom in Cherville. Yeah, Sean, instead of all the focus going towards hackers in Russia, there's a group called the Earth Liberation Front. I think they should be a suspect. Well, and, and, and we have in, in, in Chicago how many of these communists, how many of these groups that they openly are telling you they're trying to destroy the, the capitalist system, that they're trying to knuckle it under. And they know full well, Tom, that the way you do that is with collapses and failures. That's their greatest opportunity. So to me, uh, Freedom Road Socialist Organization, take a look at that, Tom. You want to you wanna look at something? It's right in downtown Chicago. And it's the old offshoot of the Saul Alinsky communists pretending to be the virtuous socialists. Unfortunately, we are from the communist capital of of. America and they should and I'm dead serious. These are the organizations that are on the top of my suspect list. It isn't it isn't the Russians. Thank you very much. Exactly. Where's J. Edgar Hoover when you need him? He's in his mother's clothing. Uh, thank you very much for the call. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, another another real honor to the to the Federal Bureau of Investi- in the, uh, of Investigation. Ma, where'd you put your pantyhose, Ma? Bob, how are you? Sean, how you doing? Splendid. How are you? I just want to let you know. At the end of work, I saw the uh, how they lifted the uh, mask regulations. So I went to the gym, and everybody was wearing the mask. And the young kid behind the desk, I tell him, "Well, I won't be wearing my mask today because it's been lifted." He didn't know anything about it. Yeah. They didn't bother me, so I went did my hour. I, I had like therapy scheduled after yeah. that, and I walked into the therapist and. Uh, she said, you have to wear your mask. And I said, well, it, it's been lifted. And they said, well, it's our policy. You have to wear the mask. So I said, well, you won't be getting my business. So I left that. So I'll be looking for another ther- therapy place. Then I went to dime two a restaurants dozen, on my way. Yeah. Excuse me? There are a dime a dozen, these therapists. I know. Well, and then I went to two local uh, chain restaurants to get food. And they told me as well, you have to wear a mask. So I said, well, you've lost my business. So I'm hoping people now that this... Uh, Mask thing has been lifted. If they go into these businesses and they don't serve them, walk out. Don't don't give them the business. You know, Bob, you just gave me an idea. I have a dear friend of mine, a, a dear friend of mine. He was put out of business. Uh, he has various gentlemen clubs all around because he was shut down because of COVID. Now that you think about it, these uh, these physical therapists are a dime a dozen. I say we uh, have 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 those poor girls who have been put out of work. We turn them into therapists, and Bob can get his hamstring stretched out by candy. I think it's the perfect solution. David in Lansing. Hey, Sean, uh, I'm predicting uh, Joe Biden will be out of office, let's say, like in one year. So what's going to happen in the Middle East? We would be, we would be, you want to know the best thing for this country? I'm not serious. Get him out tonight. Remove him. He can't, he's totally, he's totally incapable. Okay, but we go from the frying pan into the fire. Believe me, you're better off, you're better off because Kamala, nobody likes her. You'll, you'll get the Democrats on your side. She had a 1% uh, approval in her own party. You can't help but look at her and say, come on, what are you kidding me with the nooner? But that'll help the country. What's going to happen to Israel? When she gets in, people are going to mow up. They're not going to have any respect for Israel. Don't don't you worry about them. Don't worry about them. They got the IDF and they're opening up a can right now as we speak. Don't 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 buy the hype. (laughs) Believe me when I tell you, they're they're the big guy on the block. Thank you, David, for the call. I truly appreciate it. We're narrowing in. Let's clean the boards. Alec in Hinsdale. Good evening. Uh, I've got two quick comments and I'd love your uh, feedback. So we're right wing lunatics for believing that they affected illegally our election outcome on these voting machines, which my sixth grader could hack. But they can shut down the whole east side, uh, whole east coast of our uh, fuel supply. Uh-huh. The second comment, 
that if we see any of these lunatics wearing masks now, they're not following the science. If we see Pelosi, Biden, any of them, they're not following the, the science. That should, that's what we should take. Well, Alex, are you really that mad up? They've been making up the so-called science anyway. And I know I called you Alec, but there's a reason. A dear friend of mine has a son named Alec, and I call him Alex by mistake. So now all Alex's will be called Alec because I don't want to offend my friend and his wife or the or their son. So that's why. So from now on, all you Alex's out there, you're Alec. I'll be back after this to take the rest of your calls. You can always tell when we're getting to the weekend. Steps it up a little bit. You know, I um, I know that when I do this show, I do it different than uh, other radio hosts because I'm, you know, I'm not really a radio host. I'm just somebody that uh, had the opportunity to become one. This is not something I wanted to do because what I like to do is simply speak the truth. I don't have a party. I don't have a friend that I'm looking to help or a, a Senate interest or a congressman that I think is really doing a bang-up job. I don't. I mean, there are a few that I have some respect for, and then there's the rest that I have nothing but contempt for. When I'm out here trying to talk about capitalism versus the corporatism we are calling an economy, I know it's probably not getting a lot of fans. Nobody really wants to hear that it's really just a lie. The whole thing's a big lie. When you hear uh, uh, Tom Beck talk about the economy and the market was up today. Well, how do we know that this morning was not the morning that um, the Federal Reserve decided to buy $120 billion in corporate bonds? Because that's what they do every month, right? Janet Yellen and uh, Powell, this is what they do. We don't have a market. When I see the Dow Jones, it's a joke to me. Only on the days like yesterday do I say, hmm, even the fraud couldn't win. That's not feel good stuff about your government or your economy or America? Because to me, we've been overthrown. The Marxists have won. Now we're just looking to claw back any kind of a semblance of liberty and freedom and capitalism. So I know that's not for everybody. But I always see, when I see a call and I see what they're going to say, I say to myself, I don't want, first of all, if, you, if you're a Marxist, if you're a butter-handed yuppie, they don't even have yuppies anymore, hipster doofus, nerd who's stuck in a miserable existence and you're too cowardice to get out of it and get into another one i don't and you voted for biden because you want more free stuff and you didn't like the tweets i don't care if you listen to me i could care less in fact i don't want you to you make me sick the thought of you but when i see a comment like this it makes me understand that the people that do listen to this show they're listening to it because they're like me they're like you they want america with liberty, with property rights, where we're a republic. And these con men we call politicians aren't fooling anybody. Jeff in Rockford with an excellent point. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, Jeff. How are you? Hey, you know, who, uh, who regulates the pipelines? The government? Yeah. Oh. So they, the government wants to be your silent partner. Um until something like this happens, you know, with minimal buy-in, they become your silent partner. But then uh, when things go south uh, and, and, and there's a problem, you know, they don't want to get up off of their time. Exactly. Uh, they, they, who makes more money off of a gallon of gas? There you go, Jeff. Who makes more money off a gallon of gas? It certainly isn't the producer. It isn't the refinery. It isn't the pipeline or the truck driver. It isn't the gas station. It's the government who makes money yeah. in every step along that way. And then they that's double what I, down. That's what I'm saying about yeah. the, the, the silent partner. You know, they're the, they're the silent partner Jeff, uh, with minimal buy-in. If we had a star of the day, I mean, it's early in the show, you'd get the star of the day because you know more than any pseudo-intellectual talking mannequin that's on Fox Business who has never mentioned that point you just mentioned. Definitely anybody on CNN. Forget about MSNBC. You have just articulated to I, what I understand is a growing group of people that listen to this show more than they're going to hear from any so-called economic expert on the news or on media today. And it's an excellent point. Thank you very much for making it. Jeff, in Rockford, if I had a gold star, you would get it because you are exactly right. The government is your silent partner, is your partner, is your majority partner. When you do well, 
Yet when you have this kind of problem, where do they go? Huh? They're like Biden. They're looking for the bathroom. And hopefully one with a changing table. They can't, they, they have no answers other than pay it, pay it. This is an outrage. The idea that this government did this is an outrage. It really is. But it does explain. It does explain. Maybe, I only wish Hunter Biden could have called some of his Ukrainian uh, uh, natural gas partners. Maybe they had a leg up on who did it. Hmm, could have, we could have done that. Chris in Arlington Heights. Hey, Sean. Uh, listen, I have an idea. Can we, what if we as a, people like us who think the same way, what if we elected a group of independents, politicians that aren't beholden to any one of the two parties, that believe in kind of the same common things, right? And first and foremost is political reform, term limits, limit campaign contributions from outside of the jurisdiction, et cetera, et cetera, economic. Uh, economic Chris, everything you just said is what everybody... Leader. Everything you just said is what politicians in both parties run on. However, that's how Adam Kinzinger ran. If you remember, Adam Kinzinger was a young kid who was just a con man, but he jumped on that Tea Party bandwagon. He said all of those same things. So we do. You know, here's the other thing, too, Chris. Never forget this. We're always electing just individual independent people. What they do after they get into the uh, Caligula for nerds we call Washington, that changes because that's where they learn how to really enrich themselves. Because what I, w- w- the real argument to focus on is that this system that we're all trying to tweak and hope does better is actually a system of utter and total fraud and corruption. Every aspect of it, Chris. It's a hard thing to wrap your head around. You know, but when you get somebody, do you remember Trump when he used to say audit the Fed? Do you remember that when he was running that first year? Yeah. What what happened when he got in? Yeah, it didn't happen, did it? And he didn't talk about it anymore, right? So it doesn't matter how much of a maverick you think you are or we think they are. But what I think can happen and where I do see optimism is if millions and millions and millions of people start to say, what are you doing? Who gave you the authority to bury our great-grandkids that will never meet in this kind of economic collapse? Who gave you the authority to destroy the value of our dollar by continuing to click a mouse every month and buy unsecured corporate bonds? The worst investment in the investment field, that is truly where the biggest gamblers play. Because it is the absolute worst. Because you're going off of a balance sheet with very little due diligence. And you're saying, I'm going to loan this company money and hope that they make it and can pay me back. It is, the, it is the most risky investment in the financial realm. Yet the American people, and 50% of whom will never own a stock, buy $120 billion of that garbage a month. A month. So how do we not know it was today? All they got to do is click a button. They're not telling you when they buy it. They're just telling you that they buy it. So if enough people say, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for that. That's not what you're supposed to do. That's not the, uh, the job of the government. What is going on here? And if enough people demand for integrity and honesty to be put back into our economic system, that's how you make these politicians, these pliable chameleons, these lying frauds, who for enough money, I can get them to eat a banana and Durban a fruit salad. That's, that's how you get it done. Yeah, you scare them with knowledge. See, that's, that's what I like to do. When I see a politician, we used to have one who, who, who had plastic on his head. He tried to pass off from his hair in my old neighborhood. Every time he saw me, he'd just get squirrely and just, just leave or go on the other side of the room because they're cowards. And when they know you know they're scams, and not just that they're the parallel parking champions in the Forest Preserve, when they know you know they're business scams and they're payoffs and they're frauds and that they're the lawyers for the, for the video gaming and that they make their money off the political corruption of these phony baloney contracts, they don't want to see you. They don't want to hear you. That's how you do it, through knowledge. Chris, I love the phone call. I really do. Thank you so much for making it. And to ch- All right, I got to go to break, but I'm going to prove my point when I get back. John, Bill, Frank, hang on. I'll get to you as well. We'll be back after this. Politicians fear a body of, of, of citizens that are aware of the issues. They fear them. They like it when citizens um, rely on politicians to tell them how to live, where to live, what to spend and how to spend it. They like some, A portion of society really likes that. So they're used to that. Those are their favorite constituents, the constituents of dependency. 
when constituents speak up and call out politicians with courage, with honesty, with integrity, that sends a shiver up their spineless backs. And that's what they don't like. And it happened today. Or yesterday, excuse me. In the me. words of Martin Luther King Jr., I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Now I have a dream that we will implement love, not hate, or supporting another Jim Crow's agenda. CRT is not an honest dialogue. It is a tactic that was used by Hitler and the Ku Klux Klan. Now she's talking about critical race theory. She called it CRT. It has an acronym now, so you know it's dangerous. On slavery very many years ago to dumb down my ancestors so we could not think for ourselves. CRT is racist. It is abusive. It discriminates against one's color. Let me educate you. An honest dialogue does not impress, oppress. An honest dialogue does not implement hatred or injustice. It's to communicate with deceiving, without deceiving people. Today we don't need your agreement. We want action in the backbone for what we ask for today to ban CRT. We don't want your political advertisement to divide our children or belittle them. Think twice before you indoctrinate such racist theories. You cannot tell me what is or is not racist. Look at me. I had to come down here today to tell you to your face that we are coming together and we are strong. This will not be the last. Greet and meet respectfully. What she did to that bureaucracy, that corrupt, phony, so-called body of leadership, is more than any than anything they expected. I am certain that they are still rattled because she doesn't fit the parameters. After all, she's, she's not white. Yet she understands exactly what's happening. And that's what they fear, is you understanding what's happening. When you identify them correctly as a corrupt Marxist mafia, that scares them. When you point out that it's, it, there is no good guy. They're, they are bipartisan corporatist, corrupt, the lobbying system, the bills that nobody reads. When you know that, they don't know how to answer you, so they will walk away in shame. And somebody who came to those organizations and those meetings, believing in those people, will say, wait a minute, that, that reaction doesn't seem right. And that will provoke thought. And maybe, just maybe, some of these kids who are buried by the actual ramifications of what these Marxist scum do to the future, maybe, maybe they'll start to think, and wake up. And that's how it's going to start. It's not going to be because you vote for some moron ta- yelling talking points like Adam Kinzinger. The reality is Adam Kinzinger becomes very rich, which I'm sure he is, well on his way to doing. He becomes very powerful, sits on very powerful committees that he buys from the RNC. That's how you get on those committees. You buy the positions. You're not on them because you have an expertise. You get them because you pay for them. That's what Washington is. John and Palatine. I hit the wrong button. Hang on. Now, John and Palatine. Hey, Sean. How's it going? Good, John. How are you? It, it, well, as always, you're spot on. But I, I want to tell you today, your idea of uh, putting uh, Kamala behind the wheel right now is brilliant because you're absolutely right. Nobody likes her. And uh, just to let you know, I'm all ready for a fantastic Friday, so I can't wait. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I got a new movie I saw today. I'm not going to tip my hand, though. Thank you, John, for the call. I do appreciate it. That's exactly right. Give them what they want. Here, all you people that voted for, for, for Diapers Biden, do you like the gas prices? Do you like the incompetence? Are you satisfied? Maybe you're rooting for the, the uh, Palestine. Maybe you want to see Israel uh, wiped out. Maybe you don't care about peace in the Middle East. Maybe you're supporting Iran. But are you happy with the overall agenda you're living in with just four months of this idiot? Idiot. Not even. Three and a half months of this moron. Sworn into office. How is the quality of your life? Do you feel like you're in control of it? Do you, are you aware of exactly how little of your existence you're actually in control of? Give them what they want. Have you had enough or are you thirsty for more failure? Because more's on the horizon. Now let's get the nooner in there. Best lunch date in the office. Kamala Harris. I say we give them exactly what they want. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... 
with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Joy to uh, review many news outlets. The Washington Times is among the top. Harris Alec is a reporter for the Washington Times. He's covering the incompetence as Congress and the energy issues. I want to thank you for coming on, Harris. How are you? I'm doing well, Sean. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, uh, it's a pleasure uh, to be with you tonight. How are you doing? Very good, although I'm always frustrated when I realize that these people who claim to be representatives are really little demigods who are clueless as the Keystone Cops, and the combination between them and blind mice as they run around and dress real important, but really aren't good at anything. <laughs> I think uh, quite a few people are always frustrated with the going uh, with the going-ons in Washington and uh, with levels of government in general. What's really interesting about this uh, colonial pipeline hack is that it's really impacting the most amount of people at probably one of the worst times possible. Most of the East Coast is being impacted with gas shortages and long lines at the the pump. Meanwhile, at the same time, gas prices have increased close to a dollar since last November. So this is really kind of the perfect storm for a lot of individuals. And I'm sure it's the same way in the Chicago area, uh, where I live in Washington, D.C., and where I live, uh, where people generally tend to live on the East Coast. Most people are driving, you know, 50 to 75 miles work one way or round trip, so they really need access to cheap, efficient gas, and unfortunately, they're not getting that right now. And today, we were seeing um, areas in the in the D.C. metro where gasoline stations were 73% um, dry. In certain areas of Georgia and South Carolina, half their gas stations just did not have any fuel at all. And it's really adding to be a huge problem. And it's a massive frustration for a lot of average voters and a lot of average people out there who are just trying to get from point A to point B as easy as they can. And I'm wondering, um, you know, I was reading your article that nearly 70 percent of gas stations across North Carolina have gone dry. And I'm wondering, will the people, in your opinion, put their anger and frustration in the right place as from the looks of things, um, they paid the ransom to the hackers. And I'm not, you know, I like to speculate on my show. I do it a little different, Harris. And uh, I'm not willing to rule out that it was at at the encouragement of the federal government that they paid this $5 million. I think that is outrageous, an outrageous failure of government. Do you think that the the people, the citizens who are being affected by this, view it the same way? Well, I'm not really sure what um, what the view is currently right now. I think most people are just uh, worried whether or not they're going to have enough gas to be able to get home from work, or whether or not they're going to have enough gas to go home uh, to go to go to work in the morning. I mean, you're at a point in time right now where the economy is not necessarily doing so well, where inflation is already starting to be noticed a little bit. So I think most people are probably just worried about, you know, what the economic impact for them is going to be uh, from day to day. I do, however, think that it's kind of interesting that this company chose to pay the ransom. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure if it was at the backing of, of the U.S. government or if no, the government you know, nudged them in, in, in one way or, or another. Uh, but but I do think what probably happened was, you know, this is one of the most one of the largest pipelines in the East Coast. It delivers 45 percent of all fuel in the East Coast. And I think when they looked at how much money they were potentially going to be losing with having to wait, you know, three, four, five extra days to uh, potentially able to get access into their system, they just realized, well, a $5 million uh, loss now is going to end up saving them money in the long run. But I think this just goes to show just how vulnerable our energy infrastructure is because for years the conversations around climate change and the conversations around energy have, you know, dealt with, well, how many carbon emissions are we going to have? What the total impact on global warming is going to be. But now people are starting to realize that so much of the economy tends to rely on fossil fuels and it relies on gasoline and relies on cheap gasoline and it relies on access to it. And I do hope this is going to engender some kind of new conversation out there because for the most part, the conversations around climate change and environmental issues haven't necessarily focused on, again, just how vital 
a part of our energy industry relies on gasoline and it relies on certain fuels. And uh, a lot of Republicans in Congress are beginning to push back and say, well, energy security is national security. Issues around cybersecurity are probably going to be the next big um, counterterrorism issue. I mean, today we saw the West Point just announced that they're going to be creating a cybersecurity unit at, at their um, at their academy in New York to specifically train students to be able to ensure the measures like uh, to ensure that crises like this don't happen again. And I'll tell you something else I found very, very interesting is that it was evident that even the people who have canceled pipelines and who have worked diligently hard against them admitted they are by far the most efficient, cost-efficient, and the safest way to actually transport oil. Right. They've, had, they've come out and, and admitted that, and I'm wondering, um, will there be a push? We've got the, the XL pipeline, the Keystone XL pipeline, that is 95% complete. Will there be a push? You know, you're going to do infrastructure for cybersecurity. How about we do a couple more pipelines? Right. I've, it, it's been funny to watch the, the admissions come out in the past 24 to 48 hours. Um, yesterday, former Secretary of State John Kerry, who is now President Biden's envoy for climate, testified in front of the um, House Foreign Affairs Committee. He said, you know, pipelines are a easier way to transport oil and natural gas and gasoline than trucking, than trains, than any other format. Um, Secretary Granholm has said the exact same thing, yet they all were applauding President Biden's decision to cancel the Keystone Pipeline. I'm I'm interested to see what the situation here is going to be. I kind of doubt that there is going to be this big reversal in administration policy only because segments of the progressive Democratic base are so opposed to any sort of pipeline. They're opposed to the, uh, the continuation of the Mid-Atlantic Pipeline. They were very much in favor of the cancellation of the Keystone Pipeline. Some have even come out in favor of canceling the, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which would go from Russia to Germany. Um, that one, however, is for national security implications more so than anything else. Um, but I think this is just the it's it's the position where the progressive Democratic Party finds itself today. Um, and I don't necessarily think this situation is going to change all that much. And it is interesting that, that, that everyone is admitting pipelines are beneficial. Pipelines work there safer, they're more efficient, they produce significantly less carbon emissions. Um, I, I just don't necessarily think this is going to be a come-to-Jesus moment where the situation changes. I think so much of the current environmentalist movement and so much of the current Democratic Party is heavily invested in no pipelines, that there isn't necessarily going to be that change. So it won't be like in my living room when I catch my wife and she's wrong and I make her admit it? There won't be somebody standing there saying, just no, admit no, you were wrong. like that at all. Um, well, that's a problem. Um, that's kind of the funny thing because, as you said, uh, the, so many administration officials and so many environmentalists are admitting this is more efficient than anything else. But in two or three weeks' time, the push is going to just transition away from whether or not pipelines are efficient to how can we protect our energy infrastructure. And um, that'll re- that's really where the battle is going to be fought among progressives. It's not necessarily going to be a wholesale re- reversal on, on the issue. Um, Republicans still very much are in favor of pipelines, obviously, and I can't really see that being a, um, a issue that's going to go away anytime soon. You think even the anti-Trump Republicans that uh, have backed Biden and they're threatening now to leave the GOP, like our very own little Adam Kinzinger, child, good for nothing, was hired as a Tea Party, just jumped on speaking, talking points, and now all of a sudden sounds a lot like AOC to me in a little more feminine voice? <laughs> um, I'm not 100% sure where all of the, um, where some of the more moderate and centrist Republicans really stand on this issue. Um, a lot of them, like uh, Brian Fitzpatrick, who uh, represents the, the Philly suburbs on the East Coast, is, is pretty moderate on this issue, but Pipelines are a big thing for transporting fracking and, and natural gas in, in Pennsylvania, so they tend to thread the line. Uh, I'm not sure what Congressman Kinzinger's actual position on it is. I know even someone like Liz Cheney, who is a, um, a vehement opponent of former President Donald Trump, she is a big backer of energy because she comes from Wyoming, which is one of the most Republican and one of the most energy-producing uh, states in the nation. So. It is kind of weird that there is a, a, a dichotomy here. It's not necessarily along the lines that you would think. Um, for instance, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, who is tipped to be Ms. Cheney's, uh, Mrs. Cheney's replacement as 
uh, House Republican Conference chairman has a much, much more moderate position on environmental issues and on climate change than Ms. Cheney did herself. But she has Mr. Trump's endorsement. And Mr. Trump is a big backer of pipelines and a big backer of domestic energy production. So there's a lot of convoluted overlapping here and a lot of contradictions. But uh, that's modern politics, I think, in a nutshell. And you said something that was interesting. You said that the the American politicians have an influence or want to not see the Russian pipeline go from Russia to Germany. Now, I could understand how they are wrapping that into some sort of foreign policy security. But the reality is it would be much better if they viewed that as competition and made us more competitive. But, you know, you're going to call me silly. I miss when we used to pay $1.78 just a year ago. I miss. Sure. Well, I think you know, I think most Americans do miss uh, do miss paying significantly less for their um, gasoline. I mean, I had a story out today that said that um, gasoline prices are the highest now they've been since early 2014, and that's just kind of insane to think about. Obviously, they're still significantly lower than they were during the mid 2000s when gas prices were at 4.25 or 4.50 a gallon. But prices are, are increasing, and the um, the Nord Stream two issue is is interesting in the sense that. It could be viewed from a competitive standpoint. It could be viewed from a security standpoint, too. But the the Germans want it because, for them, it would be significantly beneficial for their economy, which relies heavily on natural gas, relies heavily on coal. Um, we have a lot of coal here that we could be exporting to them. But, you know, instead we've um, we waged, we waged a war on coal for the past, uh, 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 during most of the Obama administration. And while coal did uptick during the Trump administration, it's nowhere where it was back in the day. So... Um, there are a lot of really, really weird intricacies here. Uh, but, but I do think that a global co- competition when it comes to domestic energy would be phenomenal. Um, but that's not necessarily what's going to end up happening here, unfortunately. Now, Harris, you are in the belly of the beast. You live amongst I'm these, in the swamp. I'm in you the live swamp, amongst yes, these people. And I, I'm dead serious. I, I, I've followed politics all my life. I just have. Um, I remember the 70s and, uh, you know, when Joe Biden and Chris Dodd would go out and try to wrangle up a, co- a couple of waitresses on a Friday and Saturday night. And I've nicknamed well, Washington. Ted Kennedy, but. Uh... Yeah, well, well, don't get me wrong. You, you, listen, he just got the publicity. Don't 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 think Biden wasn't popping for the drinks. After all, he hasn't <laughs> earned the dollar himself. But um, when you see it the way I see it as Caligula for nerds, as as Las Vegas um, for these children we send to Congress. Do you lose faith in the political system? I mean, I'm asking you your opinion piece. When you look at, when you look at these Congress people and you see what what sophomoric children just so out of touch of reality and and Americanism and capitalism for that matter, do you have faith in the future? Do you think we have uh, enough Congress people that are are uh, full of the principles of Americanism and capitalism to to save us? Well, I think there are, in in most political systems there are lulls and peaks um, and Politics is always changing, and elected officials have tendencies to um, take part in, in inter-party and cross-party infighting. They tend to focus on the issues that don't necessarily matter. They tend to um, focus on issues that are only politically beneficial for them. But then occasionally when push comes to shove, you do have those moments where people can come together and they could do what's right for the country and they could find some common good or um, they could find some bipartisan consensus at times. It could be even common sense. It doesn't necessarily um, overlap into either party. Uh, but when you look at the history of the U- United States, there's more and more periods of um, what we kind of currently have, and then the, the periods where there is common sense being brought back to government. There is bipartisan consensus. There is some movement forward. Um, those periods tend to be very, very small, and they tend to be short windows. And I think, for me, I, I always have that in mind, that things happen incrementally, that, uh, you know, Rome wasn't burnt in a day, as they say, and uh, the Roman Republic also wasn't built in a day, funny enough. So, so that's I'm, the way that I tend to look at things. I want to ask you one more Washington question, because here, you know, we live... Yeah, we live in, in on Main Street, right? We're, we're small towns, and I'm watching the vacancies of the storefronts. I'm watching the vacancies of the office. How many vacancies are there on K Street? Not very, very many. I grew up in an area of upstate New York. Um, the the Catskills, which was a big resort town in the 1950s, and then with the advancement of, of air travel, it went on very, very, you know, it, um, it totally 
shut down. Uh, there were more abandoned businesses where I grew up um, as a young man than there were open ones. Uh, but there are certain areas that always tend to be working well, and K Street is one of those um, in industries that is working very, very well, no matter who's in charge. And uh, that's just, you know, that's just the nature of politics. Um, mm-hmm. There's always someone who wants something. There's always someone who's going to be lobbying for their interest, and there's always someone who has a lot of money who can afford to pay someone to do something. And if it's not one individual, it's a lot of other groups that come together and pile all their money together. It's it's a problem on, on both the left and the right, but it's, it's, it's just the nature of the beast, I think. Um, yeah. So well, I'm, not Harris, sure that's a, um, I'm not sure if that's a great answer. If you want to title your next article, K Street is recession-proof, I will not sue you, I promise you. And I want to thank you for joining me, Harris Alec of the Washington Times. Thank you. Keep up the good work. I mean it. I really enjoy your stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. It was, it was a pleasure to be with you tonight. We'll be back with your calls and comments, 312-642-5600 after this. I think the problem is I have a hard time being governed. I used to love the idea that Americans were represented, not ruled. I I have a hard time dealing with these children, these morons, these frauds that I have no respect for, none. And I know that they put the they, they name themselves the honorable congressman, the honorable, the honorable head of the CDC. I never would have listened to this lady. I don't know her from a chili pepper. All I know is she seems um, emotionally unstable, erratic, and she seems like she's loving the spotlight. She seems like she's loving this. Been dealing with this for a year and three months. Morons just bossing us around, and I, I, I took such pride in, in, in thinking my whole life that uh, I was in charge of my life, and I was entitled to my opinion, and I had unalienable rights. So this mask thing and this COVID reaction has been really difficult for me. So when I hear this buffoon come on it. Today, CDC is updating our guidance for fully vaccinated people. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. Now, as you know, I'm trans vaccinated. I didn't have it, but I feel like I did. So I'm not going to wear the mask. I haven't worn the mask. And um, the idea that this is supposed to mean something to men and women, American citizens. Oh, good. I can live again. Were you waiting for this? Because if you were... The dimwit in diapers, he doesn't want you to get too excited. I want to be clear about what the CDC is saying and what the CDC is not saying. The CDC is saying they have concluded that fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Let me repeat, if you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. But if you've not been vaccinated, or if you're getting a two-shot vaccine, and you've not gotten your, you only had your first shot, but not your second, or you haven't waited the full two weeks after your second shot, you still need to wear a mask. There you go. There you go. So, see, I guess the people, they're waiting for this idiot This 80-year-old piece of garbage who's calling himself the president to tell you it's okay. I don't care what him or the Viagra Slayer who runs the CDC says. I don't care. You don't tell me whether I wear the mask or don't wear the mask. Stores want to not let me in? Fine. I don't want to spend my money there either. This has been an eye-opening event. Do not be conned by this as they try to sell you the new normal. Because the new normal is you waiting for these political whores to tell you what to do. See, we never had normal in this country. It was abnormal where the citizens had freedom and rights and unalienable rights that they could express their own judgment. That's abnormal. We always were abnormal. This is the country where we're supposed to run it, not these political whores. 312-642-5600. We'll be back after this. Johnny Rockets going tonight. Matt Chesterton. How are you, Matt? Hey, good evening. Uh, I appreciate your passion, Mr. Thompson, but uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree when you say, if you speak intelligently to political officials or congressmen, whatever, that 
that scares them. My experience, unfortunately, is we get no response. And my concern is that as a concerned citizen, and I know there's a lot out there, that uh, we're running out of options as far as to get people's attention. And, you know. Don't mis- don't misconstrue con- me, me saying, to be honest and deliberate, as respectful. I'm not suggesting that you be respectful. In fact, I, I'm not respectful to politicians. When I see them, I remind well, uh, them most how of the corrupt time, they are. I, you know, specifically, when I see specific politicians, I'm, I, I, I mean, I research. Gee, it, it, it's awful funny when you see Republicans and all of a sudden you find out that their their three brothers are lobbyists or you find out that their wife owns 16 video parlors or you find out that uh, the mayor and a Cook County commissioner are also a agent for um, Gold Rush Gaming. Th- these are the things I like to know. But, you know, Matt, I don't know anything about sports. I couldn't name Two people on the Bears. I have no idea. But I, what well, I no. do is I focus on this stuff. So that's what I like to do. But I'm talking about focusing on the issues. I don't, you know, yeah. everybody has skeletons in the closet, kind of what the issues you're referring to. I don't hit them below the belt with those issues. I mean, I would like oh. to. Oh, and I sometimes I, I like would. to win, though. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is when we talk about the substantial issues, mm-hmm. you still get no response, whether it's devaluing the dollar You know, all all of these issues that are leading us to Jimmy Carter 2.0 with this administration right now. I mean, that's when I was born, when Carter was president. And from everything I've heard, this is the exact same thing, if not worse, because it's being done deliberately. I think Jimmy Carter was just an ignoramus. This guy is doing it on purpose because he's Obama. He's Obama's third administration. And the whole lot of them ought to be sacked as far as I'm concerned. Matt, you and I are on the same team. Now, I'm more interested in the second thing I see on your on the call screen. You worked for Colonial Pipeline. Back in the day, 15 years ago, I was my last employment date there, but I worked there for over five and a half years in technical and project management capacity. And I will say this, with what they make as a company and what PHMSA, who is the governing body, would levy out in fines, if they got $5 million worth of fines, heads would roll there, based on my experience there. So I would imagine whether they paid the money or Biden is leaning on them to pay it, or even better, I like your idea of maybe it's a conspiracy and they just took our tax dollars to pay it. Mm -hmm. Heads are going to roll there would be my say about that. $5 million is a a huge, huge amount of money. And you know know, how, how many Democrats think, oh, it's just an oil company. They could write it like it's going to lunch. You know how many how many economically illiterate when I worked people? when I worked there that would be three percent of their annual profit, albeit fifteen years ago. I can't comment on what that would be now, but that would be three percent of their profit in two thousand five, Mister Thompson. I Matt, appreciate I will... the opportunity. Keep uh-huh. up the good work, sir. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, Matt. Very much. Thank you very much. You see, that's the kind of devastation that could cripple. That company, but moreover, it's going to put people out of work. I mean, there's it's a huge amount of money for a company to to just stroke the check and for the government to leave them hanging or to force them to, to cut the check rather than solve the problem. But that's what politicians do. They take the quick, easy cover up rather than another way out. Uh, Christine in Rogers Park. You know, I love the ladies. <laughs> Hello, Sean. Uh, You should have been on three years ago. I'll make this quick. I just went to my health club in Lincolnwood, Illinois. They uh, I advised them about the CDC regulations that we shouldn't have to wear a mask. They said I still have to. They're following local policy. Called back two hours later. Same thing. So I'll hang up and wait for your answer. Well, Christina, and this is the beauty of you know. Look, they do. I believe they have the right to do it. I absolutely do. But there's another thing you should know. There are numerous places that don't. There are numerous states that have never. So, Christine, I know it's uncomfortable, but sometimes you have to make yourself be uncomfortable to enjoy the freedoms that you're supposed to have in a, in a country that was built upon that unalienable right to your own life and your own happiness and the pursuit of that. So it's uncomfortable. But, you know, I'm a big proponent. If you cannot... Um, if, you know, you have to honor private property, but that doesn't mean you're limited. Seek out whatever it is to make you happy. And uh, I have no problem with you moving to a state that, uh, you know, strengthens your rights. I don't think we have to bend to these, these Chicago Democrat morons. 
morons. You're going to tell me? I told you, my favorite story, the, the woman was 320 pounds. She was worried about me without a mask on. Really, honey? You don't look like you could make it to the bathroom without keeling over. You're worried about the mask. You're a health nut. I could see it just from the appearance in the size 42 dress. Mark, Glenn Allen. Hey, Sean. If uh, Biden really wanted to help people, why doesn't he reopen the Keystone Pipeline? I just did some quick calculations while I've been listening to you. Uh-huh. And diesel fuel was up 64 cents a gallon from this time last year. That's 25%. And 40% of the cost is taxes. 40% of the diesel cost is taxes. They put those taxes on it so people won't understand how beneficial it is and for the environment, and it's a better engine. That is a manipulated market. The government has price-fixed that so that it is in competition with gas. If all of these eco-Nazis really wanted to solve their so-called crisis, everybody should drive a diesel. But that's not where they make their their real money. They make their money on the phony baloney hybrids and the, the, the pretend I plug it into the holes and it's magic, not caring where the electricity comes from. They're morons and they're corrupt, which is even worse. But go ahead. Well, I was just thinking... My pay hasn't gone up 25% in the last year. And you should get a government you know, The inflationary job. pressure, I calculated a diesel uh, truck gets about six miles per gallon. So that's about 10 cents a gallon or 10 cents per mile increase over a year. Mm-hmm. So when you think how much is being driven on trucks, you know, how much uh, commodities flow, exactly. it's inflationary pressure like you never can believe and that can never overcome. And how about how, how bad the carbon is for, for if I go by their science? If I go by their science, their own science that they use as a weapon against me, well, then why wouldn't you want pipelines all over the place? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So maybe Joe will listen to this and reopen that, that pipeline and help us all out. You know what time it is in Washington? Joe's sleeping. Nappy time. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it, Mark, very much. Owen in Willowbrook. Hi. Hi, Sean. How are you? Okay. Oh. His first hundred days, he kills the Keystone Pipeline. There's gas lines, gas is up over three fifty a gallon. There's inflation. There's a crumbling dollar. There's the open border problem. There's Antifa terror squads. You have skyrocketing, skyrocketing homicides. Israel's burning. China's rising, and you're worried about masks. Well, let me yeah. tell you something. This is not incompetence. This is intentional to destroy our our country. And I'd rather see that clown wear a bag over his head than a mask. I'm sick of seeing him. And and I'll tell you this, basically, you could throw Barack Obama's voice in in while he's talking behind the bag, because Uh that's who's running the country. Well, Owen, I'll tell you this. You're never going to be invited to speak at the DNC or any of their committees. But you're also absolutely right. The Democrats do not have policies. These are not economic policies. This is economic sabotage, and they are right on track. Have you had enough, or are you thirsty for more? 312-642-5600. We'll be back after this. Now you're talking. Oh, yeah, much better time. There's a lot of people smiling right now listening to that bumper music. All right, let's go to my crackpot here. He's my kind of crackpot. Chuck in Dullivan, Wisconsin. What's up, crackpot? Uh, I can't believe this. I finally got on the show. I wanted to tell you how much I hate you because it takes me <laughs> ten times longer to get on your show than it does the Dan and Amy show. See that? In three phones, one from one from Iowa, one from Wisconsin, and one from Indiana. Yeah. And uh, I can't I can't even remember what I wanted to call up to complain about. But well, Chuck, you I and I calling you since five o'clock. But you and I have been have been callers for many years. In fact, I sat next to you at an event years and years ago. And um, you know as well, as much as I I love this. This is not about anything other than me loving this. And I have to tell you, I am I am so pleasantly surprised. I'm so flattered, and it is. It's 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 becoming quite successful, and I love it. And I think it's because people like you and me and and all of the listeners for that matter see the scam. We see that it that we cannot go down this path of lesser of two evils, and we keep electing these frauds who get in like Kinzinger, like Cheney, like old lady face Mitch McConnell, like driving the wiener truck from your area, Paul Ryan, who now sits on the board of Fox News. I mean, I think we're all just sick of it. Oh, he's a rat. How about you remind the people, how much was Foxconn? How much was that deal at Foxconn with the Republicans? Oh, my God. 
Back when I ran for the Senate, that was one of the things I was trying to. They wanted to take seven million gallons of water out of Lake Lake Michigan and put it back in. I go, what? Like they weren't going to put plastic back in? Mm-hmm. But uh, I now I can't even remember what I wanted to bloviate about. So I'm sorry. I'm just going to let you go. You. I'm right, sorry. No problem, Chuck. Yeah, it was fine. I did it for you. It was trillions, or it was billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. They were going to bring Foxconn to Wisconsin. It was going to be great. It was head up by the Cheesehead Mafia up there. Uh, and Paul Ryan was integral in getting that passed. And it did absolutely nothing that they predicted. The people of Wisconsin, the people of America ate the bill, and nobody talks about it. And what are the repercussions? He got a promotion. He's a lobbyist. He sits on the board. He's living large. The wife's walking around with the Louis Vuitton, the designer dog, like her husband actually did something. Like he actually worked. He created something. He did nothing. He's a corporatist scum. And it's time we start rejecting these frauds, calling them out and making them act the way they should be from the first time they screw over American people. They should be ashamed to show their faces in public, let alone pretend they have solutions solutions you got your line in your pockets on problems you created that's that's politics in america jeff in algonquin yes sir how are you buddy go ahead we only got a couple minutes here sean yes if the politicians were not allowed to work in the private sector for three years after they are a politician we would not have the corruption we have today that's the system that's used in the military. Yeah. That's the system that should be used now. By the way, Jeff, you know, I, I blew through the story, but 124 military um, signed a petition and wrote a letter objecting to the election, objecting to the Biden administration. And uh, we didn't have time to cover it. We're going to cover it tomorrow because we blew through the day dealing with the atrocities that happen. I only have two hours. It's the fastest two hours of my day. I look so forward to this, and I am so honored that you listen and you call. It, it really does mean a lot. But moreover, I think it's making a difference. I really do. Because these Republicans that have been hiding and working with and enriching themselves on the same Democrat scams that we all know need to be thrown out of office. That's why I am. I am. I am very happy about Liz Cheney. I'm also very happy when I see the polls, even when it comes to Adam Kinzinger. Now I know he's raising millions of dollars, but that's because the scumbags that he's going to pay off with the funny, with the phony money, they got a lot of money to give him. It's not about the money. Don't be intimidated by how much money they raise. The reality is, the more of us that see the scams, the more nervous the scammers are. Know your facts. Know what's happening, and don't be ashamed to call out the liars, the thieves, and the frauds, even when they're Republicans. In fact, you should look at them harder, because we clean our own house before our neighbors. I'll be back tomorrow, 5 to 7. Believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.